Robin bringing the heat today. What is up, crypto fam? Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. We are coming at you live from Global Studios in Sin City, Nevada. I'm one of your co-hosts here, David. Super duper duper excited about our show today. Real quick, we and financial advisors doing our research. Before we start, I got to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Loudspoken Crypto Expert, Robin Wassup. Hola, it's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. If it's your first time checking us out, we are an entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel where we take the old, the boring, the stale information, and we package it up in a fun and sexy way. Also, quick shout-out to Global Media. They help broadcast us out not only to YouTube, but other channels as well. And then we don't just do live streams here. David, what else we do? We do deep dives. We do deep dives. This is the live stream, though. This is the live stream, though. Check out the deep dives. And then we're a young and grown channel. We'd like for everybody here to grow with us. So if you could, like the video. If you haven't liked the video yet, what the hell wrong with you? No wrong. If you ain't subscribed yet, what the hell wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And if you ain't hit that notification bell, what the hell is wrong with you? Now, today, got a lot of really cool show. A lot of great info. We're really excited. We got a really cool narrative. We're going to jump right into on our hot take. Uh, markets are holding steady. Uh, we haven't seen any big pullback, so we've had natural gains with natural support. Uh, we're sitting around forty-three thousand. So portfolios are looking good. I think this is the calm before the storm. What do you think, David? Ship the bomb, bro. Can you eat before we go online, bro? Yeah, I'm hungry. Like Jesus, hella, hella disrespectful, man. I'd like to apologize to all our viewers. Apologize for viewers. Uh, the guy that couldn't eat his chips two minutes right. before we went online. My wife now, starred me. Uh, so I'm uh, really excited. Uh, let's give a couple shout outs to chat. Uh, welcome, uh, Garrett, Chef, HP, Sean, Olga, and Architect. What's Architect up? was uh, formerly known as King Coin. Oh, yeah. Represent New York City. Well, I don't know New York City, but New Re- York. Rebranding here on... Uh, and yeah, we've oh, had a couple on. rebrands. We got somebody new. Hola! Ryan, welcome to the party. Oh, speaking of party, we're going to set the club limit at 20. 21. 21. All right. So when we reach 21 viewers in the show today, we're going to open up the club. Yesterday, we did not open up the club. Slightly disappointing. But if you guys would like to get the party started, you can always help by writing in the chat. YouTube loves an active chat, and they will suggest our video if you see that the community is at a buzz. Now, what? (laughs) That's right. Buzz. Ryan, welcome to the channel, my friend. Uh, Who the hell is Archie? Oh, and welcome, Russell. 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 So where were you at, right? Yesterday, listen, listen. Russell wasn't here yesterday. Listen, the man, Russell, I want to know where, man, where he was. The man watches our show at midnight, all right? Give him, cut the man some slack, all right? Russell, we love you, buddy. Thanks for coming back. We love all of you. DFib's not here, shocker. <clears throat> yeah, where DFib at? I'm putting an APB uh, out on DFib. If you're new to the channel, Robin and one of our community members have a uh, legit bromance going on. Uh, Robin, legit, like honestly, gets sad and worried when his friend DFib is I'm concerned. I'm concerned about DFib. Really am. Man, the um, little pullback in the markets today, which, you know, obviously is normal. You, it's, you, it's held you never over, wanna, you never held wanna over, held over 43, though. That's yeah, the important yes. part. So. It's, all, it's not about where it gets to. It's about where it stays, right? And if we're staying over 43, that's great. The next target, next big resistance for Bitcoin is 46. If we can get over 46 and stay there, I definitely think 50, 52 is next. We can stay over that. I think the bull run is back. Uh, we talked about this with Ethereum yesterday. Architect said if we get over 34, I, uh, for me, I want to get one more leg up to 38.80. I 
And then uh, if we do that, we stay above it. Bitcoin's over 52 stays. Ethereum's over 38 and stays. I think the bull run is back. But for the time being, we'll see what happens. So if you guys took any profits, let us know. What'd you take profits on? If you invested more money, let us know what you invested on. We're curious to know. And also, uh, in case you didn't already know, if there's any projects you are interested in that you are holding tokens, you're looking for an exit position or you're looking for an entry position, or there's a project somebody told you about at work, please feel free to drop that in the chat. We will cover these projects later in greater detail in our market analysis. See. All right. I'm going to start the show off with something I found on Twitter. Uh, this is from CryptoRank.io. Uh, super cool. That they, they put out a lot of good info. Go ahead and pull up the laptop, Donnie. So this is a list of the major upcoming events. So you can see that for yourself, but, but there's uh, a couple that I want to highlight and talk about. The first one is the launch of Sandbox's Web3 land sale. So this is happening in two days on February 10th. So uh, this Thursday. And this is a tweet from the Sandbox Twitter. Uh, the Web3 land sale, there's going to be over 550 lands, eight estates that are going to be auctioned, premium NFTs, and a vast array of partners disrupting the blockchain ecosystem will enter the metaverse. And kind of this is a little graphic that got going on. So metaverse is moving. There's talks about a metaverse ETF. Um, you know, I had one of my old friends post something on Instagram about how, you know, the metaverse is scary. It's going to put people out of touch with each other. She doesn't like it. And I, and I, and I, all I said was laughing my ass off. Um, so I heard the same thing when it came to Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so when people first were with Facebook, MySpace, uh, when social media platforms started popping up, there was a big pushback and resistance to that. Uh, think about it. Before you had the social media platforms that we have now, people were using chat rooms. Uh, that was a thing for like six, seven years. So if you wanted to interact with a community, you wanted to interact with people that you went to high school with, you had to join a chat room for your high school. or And, and just think about how that is. And you had all the people spamming and making all kinds of weird designs with all kinds of key characters. Uh, so extremely annoying, not efficient. And the same is transpiring right now in front of our faces with the current social media uh, interaction and what is coming. And so the way of just posting your pictures and having it on a feed, uh, that is going to be obsolete here in the near future. And we're going to have more of an immersive environment. Now, whether or not you want to use a 3D headset or not, you're gonna still going to have an avatar. You're going to have somebody that represents you. And then from there, you're going uh, to, what, what is, what, David, what? what we got a want? new person in the chat. Christina. We got another female. I Hola. We need more females in our Hola. space. So, Christina, uh, if you got female friends that are interested in crypto, want to learn about crypto, bring them to our channel. We need to grow our female audience. Uh, apparently not a lot of uh, females interact with David. That's why he's so excited. So now. I'm uh, married for 10 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So with with the metaverse, this is going to be the new social media. It's going to be a slow adoption. And just as you had pushback with the old the old integration, when you had pushback against Facebook and with MySpace, uh you're you're seeing the same thing here. Isn't it's no different. It's just it's just a new package, a new way is presented. Uh just like people didn't want to let go of their mailbox and their checkbook, uh but then obviously debit cards came through, email came through, and we're in a new financial time. We're in a new technology uh, movement. So I'm, I'm excited about this movement, man. I'm excited too. And Sandbox is one of the leading players. So 
Uh, if you have an opportunity to pick up land, uh, we we had a real estate agent. Uh, yeah, uh, here in the he studio, is, we were, he is one of the top hundred real estate agents in the entire state of Nevada. Now, yeah. uh, she was interested in the metaverse. Wanted to talk more about crypto, and they're and actually, you know, you know what I found interesting is uh, they're starting to hold conferences, real estate conferences about buying virtual land and being a real estate in the metaverse. So it, it's literally happening like right now. So we'll see where right. it takes you, you know, you see how much the lands are going for. Yeah. I mean, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. You have you have real estate companies that traditionally would buy the you have real estate companies that would traditionally buy land and build shopping centers. Uh these companies are now investing in land, not in the real world, but in the metaverse. And then instead of building a real shopping center, they're actually building a shopping center in the metaverse and then in turn they're renting it out as a retail space for like nft uh prospects as an example so instead of opening up your uh shopping center here in the center of town uh you're opening up the shopping center in the metaverse and then you're re uh you're leasing those spaces out to places like gucci like uh who else we got prada rolex Burberry. Burberry. Listen, so Did I tell I, you the story about my Burberry. Oh my God. Please. Yeah, my no, ex girlfriend. I had this new Burberry sweater. Okay. I had this brand new Burberry sweater. I'm at a party, right? And I felt super cool. And everyone was over here, you know, we we're in high school and everyone was like talking about like outfits and stuff. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but I got this new blueberry shirt, <laughs> this blueberry sweater. And bro, everybody was laughing. Everybody was laughing. That was the last time I ever wore that sweater. Wow. Last time. Man, Last you know time. what? My life just got so I'm much better you, because you shared. You know, guys, if your life has improved because of that story, please put a one in the chat. Let, let's congratulate Robin. Robin, thank you so much for sharing that thank insight. You. Thank you. Uh, hey, now back I, to crypto. I, it's pronounced Burberry, not Blueberry. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the Everyone people a favor knows. here. I'm doing the people a favor. Everyone knows. All right. So I decided to look up how much land is going for right now. So Sandbox, they do have a, like about 25,000, 30,000 more land available for purchase. So their floor price right now in OpenSea is 3.74 Ethereum. So close to about 10, 10, 11 grand. Decentraland, on the other hand, the cheapest you can find a piece of land is, is five Ethereum. So that's over 15K for a virtual piece of land, which in my opinion right now, compared to what it's going to be, is extremely cheap. So here's my question. Robin, if you were to buy, if you had, you know, 20K, to buy land in the metaverse would you buy land in the central land or would you buy land in the sandbox Ooh, you know visually i like Decentraland a little better so sandbox has the like pixelated art thing which is kind of trendy right now uh but i like that more real world uh environment hey if you have not seen our um, video or deep dive on Decentraland, we put it together. That's our latest deep dive. Uh, it's pretty immersive, really cool. We're really proud of that one. So uh, take a look at that. But I definitely would go with Decentraland. Uh, it is uh, the largest, has the biggest community. Uh, Sandbox has made up some huge grounds, and they have some giant partnerships. Uh, Snoop Dogg is a, a big, uh, a big, big player there in the Sandbox, and. You know, Snoop Dogg hopped into the Gala Games Discord and everyone went bananas. There's a lot of ones in the chat. What was the, what was the question again? I forgot. If people, uh, if your story made their lives better. Oh. Guys, I am listen. so happy that I got listen. to single-handedly improve I want. Here's, your no. life. Here's what I want you guys to understand something, okay? 
Robin has very thick skin, so you can be hundred percent. I'm you honest with him. It's all because the time. I tan a lot, and I'm Portuguese, oh. so the Portuguese people have thick skin, anyways. And then the sun just really coagulates the collagen, and it lets me just <laughs> everything just bounces off. Bro, me, do you bro. see this? Do you see everything? What I do? And not to mention, in case you didn't know, your boy looks sweet, bro. You can't deny it, Eddie. What's up? What's up, Eddie? Hey, my boy what's Eddie. Up, Stereo too. My boy Eddie agrees with me. Yeah, Eddie, how do you deal with this guy? Man? Seriously, <laughs> God. All right, um, hey, we're ten, we're ten away from over another club. Ten one, away. One uh, one more thing. I want to go back. Uh, will we pull up my laptop again, I've had Donnie? Way please. too much coffee today, bro. I'm yeah, about to I'm about to pee myself. All, literally man. all over the place. All right, the next one I want to highlight is Moonbeam. So we talk about polka dot. We're all big fans of polka dot here on the show. Moonbeam, I believe they won their polka dot second parachain auction. They are going live on February twentieth. Uh, and then if you're not familiar with Moonbeam, I kind of pulled up their, their website here. They're essentially an on-ramp for multi-chain deployments. You can use everything that you currently use on Ethereum, but on the Polkadot network, the security of Polkadot, scalability, everything else. So really cool project. Let us know if you guys have any Moonbeam, like Moonbeam, or plan on buying any Moonbeam. I personally don't hold any. I don't know if Robin does. I don't know if Donnie does. No, but. I don't. I almost bought some... I don't know what the what the price was, but I almost picked some up about three Well, their ICO ago. was last September, and you could have picked some up at uh, Glimmer. Glimmer was the token, GLMR. You could have picked some up for, I believe, let's, 25 cents. Let's do a little TA on Moonbeam later when we get to the market analysis. I want to take a peek at what the price is, because I'm interested. I might, I, might, I might pick some up, and uh, let's take a look to see if it's a good time to enter or if, uh, yeah. I, wa- you know, I want to see what the vibe is. Russell, uh, Russell mentioned, uh, you know, we're up. 23 subscribers since Monday. Uh, you know, we we here feel like... I want to give a quick shout out to Chef Murder. He's been pushing uh, our content out on uh, Reddit. So uh, thank, you, thank you so much. If you guys want to help us grow, obviously you can like the video. But what you can do, if you have any social media plugs, uh, yeah, drop a link in there or tell your friends about it. Uh, or if you have an extra tablet laying around, uh, pull up the stream on two two sources, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, ain't about, I ain't about cheating up in this thing. No, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, so those are just some of the things that are happening in the upcoming major events. So I just want to go over that with you guys real quick. Oh, and then another thing I want to touch on real quick before we move on to our hot takes. Ethereum Classic, huge news. Pull up my laptop. Ethereum Classic on the, what is it? The 13th of February, right here. They are doing a Mystique hard fork, <laughs> which uh, makes zero sense to me because... Didn't project is dead. Project is dead. You know what? It's funny they're doing a hard fork because Ethereum straight hard forked them out of there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that shit was so broken they just they just pulled the prong right off and just booted them like, right God, out of the way. This isn't bro. working out too well. We're gonna have to t- uh, go our separate ways. Yeah, I think uh, I just pulled a hammy, bro. That's just <sighs> funny. That's funny. My brother. So my brother. Uh, he's he's twenty five, twenty six, and first when I started doing the crypto show, he was like. Hey, I bought I bought some Ethereum. I'm like, oh, how much did you buy? He goes like thirty of them. I'm like, bro, didn't you just ask me for fifty bucks last week? How the hell did you buy thirty Ethereum? Come to find out, it was Ethereum Classic. So, anyways, that was pretty funny. All right, let's move on to our very first segment. This is going to be an absolute juicy one right now. The hot take. Let's go right into it. That's hot. Ooh, that's fire, baby. Today's hot take, been having to listen to these two all morning, argue back and forth, these two hot dogs here. Today's hot take, 
So we've been in the works to speak with the mayor here in uh, Las Vegas, and these guys need to decide, well, is it going to be David or is it going to be Robin? Yeah, we're only going to get one person representing only one, the team. Only one person. Okay. So they're fighting for who it's going to be. Me, personally, I say Robin. Yeah. Outspoken crypto guy. Exactly. So let's Which see Which is exactly why he shouldn't go on there. Next thing you know... I get we get an email from from the mayor's handler. Yeah, so uh, the mayor really only got to five minutes and she fell asleep because Robin started talking about putting a seasoning. You know damn salt well, you know damn well she didn't write that. They didn't write that. Get out of here, bro. Okay. Who do you want to go first? First of all, who do you want to no, go first? We're, we're, so Robin, we're, we're proposing this question to the chat. Uh, if if we can uh, actually land this, uh, this is all hypothetical at the moment. Uh, we are in talks with uh, perhaps sitting down with the mayor. She's apparently seems interested. We haven't talked to her, but. Uh, from what we're gathering here, it seems like she's possibly interested in getting the uh, Las Vegas, the coin uh, from Stacks. If you're not familiar with City Coin, uh, they basically do mining and uh, they give out a lot of rewards to the city. Uh, so you have Miami Coin. New York has just launched theirs. Philadelphia is in the in the process. Uh, so we're like, wait, why doesn't Las Vegas have a coin? So, anyways, we reached out to the mayor's office. We've actually gotten a response. We're trying to uh, dial in an interview, so hopefully that all goes through. But from the sound of it, initially, only one of us can represent Sin City Crypto. So with that said, the chat, we ask you, the people, who should represent Sin City Crypto as the face? And remember, please remember, this is a government official, not your <laughs> friend that you met at a backyard party. This is a government so official. Put a one in the chat for Big Rob and put a no, two. No, no, no. Put Robin or David because, you know, I don't want people no, to no, get No, no, One in the chat for Big Rob, two in the chat for David. Uh, let's see who we should have represent if we, nothing set in stone, if we get, okay. the, if we get the interview. Your title literally says loudspoken crypto expert. Do we really want a loudspoken person to go represent our channel to the mayor of the city of Las Vegas? Or do you want the guy whose thoughts are clear? He's got a direction when he speaks. He doesn't go off topic 70,000 different times talking about how he pronounced Burberry when he was eight years old. All I'm saying is you need a professional, someone who knows their stuff. I'm not saying Robin doesn't know his stuff. But seriously, like I can literally see him sitting down with the mayor. They open up dialogue and he starts talking about how he took his dog on a walk and how she stepped on a thumbtack, and then, hey, I went to Smith's no. Grocery well, Store. First of all, I'm going to talk about... broccoli, and then no, he went to I the mean, wine place. Okay, and then don't get me like, wrong. You know, okay. She's like, uh, sir, I actually okay. have to get going. Um, I agree. I agree with kind of what you're saying. If I have an opportunity to talk Ooh, to the mayor... it's tied right now. It's tied. If, if really, I, architect? Really, bro? Really? After if, I just gave you a shot? If it's... If, it's uh, if I do sit down, we do have a conversation, of course. Uh -huh. We're going to talk Sin City Crypto. Yeah. We're going to talk Las Vegas coin. But you know what else? We got some serious infrastructure problems when it comes to uh, to the, tra the the bus transit system. That's what I'm There's saying. Pothole That's problems. what I'm saying. Uh, and then the room rates are are crazy. You know, is it the hotel fees? You're like, literally I'm just making telling my, you, bro. You're making hey, my point. I can speak her language. That's what I'm saying, David. But that doesn't relate to what you're talking about. What you're gonna have her for a three hour interview? It's probably gonna be a 10, you 15 know minutes. When she wait, well, first of all, she's a lady, right? And you know you're gonna have to send the most <laughs> handsome man there is. So you know you're gonna you're gonna bring the firepower. You're gonna have to bring the GQ up in the place. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Russell says, uh, saying, how about, how "You look homeless, bro. You're sloppy. You haven't got a haircut in like two weeks. Like get out of here, bro. We need somebody that looks. We need somebody that looks the part. We need somebody that is uh, sleek, young, and handsome. 
How you doing? See, I told you. Architect. I told you they were going to get confused because Architect put one, but he met me. <laughs> so that's uh, three to two, David. No, three to one, David. Three to one, David. Man. Hedge says uh, if it's a tie, then I get to go. Okay, fair. Oh, Donnie. Okay. I thought I said he. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, if, right. if Donnie gets his Kermit voice out of the way, he can definitely represent. Uh, if there is any questions that you would like us to ask Mayor Goodman, I'll uh, put that in the chat. Uh, we'll uh, formulate that as well. So read what Sean said. That's it's funny. Mm-hmm. He said, "I say both go in." David goes in, speak with the mayor, and introduces Rob as his conciliary. <laughs> conciliary, like uh, the the Godfather days. All right. Seriously though, honestly, honestly, if it was like Joe Rogan, if it was Dana White, we send Robin in. Fire, loud spoken. Starts talking about grocery stores and wine, coffee. If it's an official, if it's someone with credibility that cannot lose their credibility, it's this guy right here. I will keep things straight, straightforward, professional. Wait till you see how would I look like in a suit. The Amazon coin. The what? The Amazon coin. The Amazon coin. Anyways. Yeah, sorry, Rob. All right. Let us know what you guys think. Obviously, people are voting me. So thank you, guys. I appreciate your loyalty. See, see what happens, Robin. We don't have a bromance with one person from the community. You love everyone. If Defib was in here, we know who he, we know who he would represent. Defib, I need your support, bro. Oh, Everybody hilarious. else is ganging up on me here, bro. That's hilarious. Okay, all right, let's move on. <clears throat> Moving on to our next segment, the hot take. Or sorry, no. talking points. Let's go. <clears throat> so this this was in our title, uh, Cash App. So, if you're not familiar with Cash App, they're owned by Square, which is owned by Jack Dorsey. And they are worth over $20 billion with 36 million users monthly, I believe. Will you fact check me on that, Donnie? I think it's 36 million a month. Anyways. Why did you uh, divify the users? Users! <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> is that even a word? Okay. So, Cash App shocks the world. Enables payments through the Lightning Network. It is official Cash App integrated Lightning Network payments to the most to uh, most of their customers in the USA. This might prove to be monumental for the Bitcoin network. The rumor has been circulating for months, but the wait is finally over. It is now available on Cash App. It's the fastest free way to pay anyone in Bitcoin, tweeted the company. A couple more things I want to read here that I highlighted. <clears throat> The Lightning Network is a new way to send Bitcoin that's faster and free, while other ways to send Bitcoin can take up to 10 minutes and charge fees. Lightning lets you send BTC to any compatible wallet in the world in less time than it takes to tie your shoes, and it's free. Uh, You can send Bitcoin to either a Lightning or on-chain address, and they've simplified it so you can send it to either network. And then the main implication here is integration between Cash App's newfound Lightning Network capabilities and Square's point-of-sale terminals. These are some of the company's most successful products, almost ubiquitous through stores in the USA. What will happen if those terminals can suddenly receive Lightning payments? And this is according to Jack Dorsey. The merchants were among the unbanked. Traditional finance only approved 40% to get point-of-sale equipment. With Cash App, that number is now close to 99%. Robin, do you use Cash App? I have. I don't use it regularly. Will you be using it more now? I mean, you know what? It it makes sense. Let's just say I want to send somebody crypto. 
and they haven't really exposed themselves to crypto. They haven't went and started a wallet and an ex- you know did an exchange. So if it gives me if it gives somebody else exposure to cryptocurrency and gives me an avenue to send them Bitcoin, why not? Absolutely. It's easier to say, hey, you got Cash App than it is, you know, for somebody that's not exposed to crypto right. than to be like, hey, uh, you got a, a Coinbase account or do you have a MetaMask wallet? Yeah. Might might be uh, my it's I feel like it's an easier transition for somebody that's new. Uh, I did uh, grab this magazine. I was like, well, Sammy, what's up, bro? Welcome to the chat. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously you can't see what it is, but it's a Bitcoin magazine. Uh, but I, there's an interesting article here. We should have screenshotted this, but uh, in does here, have, does it have anything to do with what we're literally talking yeah, about? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, so uh, they they have this big section on remittance remittance payments. Uh, so basically, money, people sending money back home, uh, and they give some uh, interesting numbers here. So. Uh, there's a 5.6% fee for Americans to send money to Latin America, 9% fee to send money to Cuba, and to send money from Japan to Brazil is 11.5% fee. Uh, there is over, uh, so they're, they're, they're saying that $930 billion will be feed. $930 billion will be accumulated in fees by 2026. That's ridiculous. Uh, so Almost basically, dollars. Uh, Western Union in 2020 generated $4.8 billion in That's fees. Insane. Western Union alone. Uh, so basically, you have family members that are working outside of their, their national, outside of their nation. So you here in America, we have people from from Mexico, from South America, from uh, from the islands. They come to America, and they they make money and they send it back home, and in turn they get feed. They they're paying five percent. They they're get getting ten percent. And in Japan to Brazil, eleven point five percent. It's absolutely robbery. They're, Sammy, they're stealing from the people. Sammy, what's up? We got Cyberkongs in the house. What is up, Razalgu? Welcome back, Razalgu. What's up, my bro? Razalgu. So. Why, why in, in today's age with technology are we charging people so much money to send money overseas, to send money to another country? It makes no sense to me. It would be like, it would be like me going to the store and buying a freaking uh, international calling card and spending $2 a minute. Like that business model doesn't make sense anymore. It's gone. It's yeah. There's more efficient and cheaper ways of communicating with people overseas. It should be the same when it comes to the financial institution. If I want to send somebody a hundred bucks in South America, I shouldn't send them a hundred bucks and they receive ninety two dollars. That's absolutely crazy to me, especially in today's age. And then then you got to wait. And then I got to go down to Walmart. I got to stand in line. I got to be in this Western Union thing. I got to fill out this paperwork. I got to give all kinds of IDs. And then I got to call them, send them a number. They got to go down to their local grocery store. It's it's insane to me. Why do you keep looking at me? Look at the camera. It's insane to me, bro. Because I want to send you money. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. But so essentially, if this gets adopted, right, this, this easier source of transferring payments, across border payments, Western Union, MoneyGram was smart because they partnered with, uh, who they partnered with, uh, Robin? Uh, who, Western Union? Yes. No. MoneyGram? MoneyGram. They're, they're partnered with XLM. XLM. Stellar Lumens. Stellar Lumens. So they were smart. 
Will Western Union follow in their footsteps, right? Wire transfers are going to be obsolete. They're going to be gone. Paying a $50 wire transfer fee and then waiting a week to get your money, that's going to be obsolete. For, for a country like the U.S. that gets so many immigrants that come here, they move here, they build families here, and they have family back in countries where they came from, they send money, they support their family, and now they can do it fast. And, and essentially, if they use Cash App and they do Bitcoin, they can do it for free. So this is amazing. We're making strides in our space. And, and this just goes to show you, again, I say this all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it. We are so early in the space. If you are invested in crypto and blockchain, you are early. You are early. Be patient. The thing, the thing that gets me about this article is that everybody knows Cash App. And if somebody's like, hey, do you have cash? Even if you don't have one, you know what it is. Right. It's you understand how it works. And so, to ha- you know, if it was a smaller platform, let's just say like a, a money swing or something. I, something I just made up. But, you know, obviously, like you have money swing. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But if you say, hey, you got cash app. I want to send you some Bitcoin. Automatically, they know what they're talking, you're talking about. Right. You're like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got cash app. And if you don't, you'd be like, okay, let me just download it real quick. You know, send me some Bitcoin. Sure. You know, it, it's a very simple process to to get more exposure to cryptocurrency. So uh, really bullish on all of that. So. Arch- Architect said he wires money every month. How much do you pay in fees every month? Wiring money. If you don't mind. If you don't mind should, should, sharing. I think the general consensus is 50 bucks. I think is, is the... Is, that's I want to know I've if been, he does multiple wires or one. Yeah. So that, that extra 50 bucks, you can either, can either stay in your pocket or you can send it to your family. So they can, they can get that extra 50 bucks versus a company you know, that's getting, what would you say, $4 billion, Western Union, in fees? Eddie Anyways. says, uh, hey, David, you need a haircut, buddy. Very true. I do need a haircut. Thanks, Eddie, for pointing out the obvious. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. So this news, next article we're going to talk about. All right. So I know HP is, is from Canada. If you're also from Canada, let us know. Because this news, <clears throat> I knew what was going on with the truckers. So if you're not familiar, and I actually called HP today. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you're living there. Like, what's really going on? So what happened was. The truckers across the, the country of Canada decided to protest for the COVID restrictions and the COVID mandates. They literally almost shut the entire country down. People went in and they opened up a GoFundMe account. In that GoFundMe account, they raised about, I want to say, 10 to $20 million. Apparently, news started coming out that these protests were turning violent. And people were throwing things and bringing out Nazi flags. And I asked HP. And he told me he specifically went to one of the rallies. He said there was zero violence, zero swastika stickers or or flags. People were nice. They were protesting in in a humane manner. And GoFundMe comes in and says, nope, it's violent. Uh, Apparently, the media in Canada is spinning this thing to make the truckers look like the bad people. So GoFundMe goes in there, freezes the account. All the money that was raised for the truckers gets freezed. And now they're saying, oh, okay, well, we're going to donate that money. If you want a refund, you have to submit a form by February 18th. If not, we're going to uh, donate that money to a charity we seem fit. If that ain't some bullshit, I don't know what is. So what did the people do? This leads me to the article. Pull up the article, please. Bitcoin to the rescue. People said, F you, government of Canada. F you, GoFundMe. We are creating a Bitcoin account. We're filling it up with Bitcoin. We're sending it to these truckers. And no one could do anything about it. This is why I love blockchain, crypto, Bitcoin. There's not one entity that has control over it. You can't go in there, monopolize it. You can't go in there, manipulate it. Uh, So a couple things I want to read. The Freedom Convoy, a cohort of Canadian truckers protesting for the end of COVID-related mandates. 
and the restoration of the Canadian Charter of Rights have re- had received uh, 7.8 million. Okay, so I was close. 7.8 million uh, on his platform on GoFundMe, and they froze it. And I, you know, I kind of said that before. But without a funding source, the movement will sooner or later come to an end. However, the Nigerian group found a sovereign lifeline in Bitcoin, something the Canadian truckers have now found as well. The Freedom Convoy has raised over 8.8 Bitcoin through its donations page. This is in less than a week. They've raised 8.8 Bitcoin. What's the price of that? 44,000, 8.8. Uh, close, close to 300K, right? Close to 300K. Yep, 320. Nothing near the 8 million, but for being less than a week, I think it's like four days ago, three, four days ago, they set this account up. They've gotten 8.8 Bitcoin. I want to see this thing get up to 50 Bitcoin, do 100 Bitcoin. Um, so I mean, as the story ga- gains traction, as, as more and more people get exposure to this, cause this, this just more recently transpired. So I think they set up the Bitcoin wallet with like a couple of days ago, right? Like two, three days ago, David, right? What? <sighs> they set up the Bitcoin wallet like two or three days ago. Yes, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it shifted to the cryptocurrency pretty recently. Uh, we just found out that Cash App or Cash App. <laughs> we just found out that uh, GoFundMe uh, has. They said they're not going to release the funds. Uh, that was earlier or late last week. Anyway, it's been a big buzz story. Uh, so I'm excited to see after the wallet has been out there, after this article circulates, how much Bitcoin is going to flow into those wall into that into that fund. I want to see. Uh, I think. I think the, the cryptocurrency, specifically the Bitcoin community, is going to stand up. Uh, we are tired of getting silenced and and have to tiptoe around institutions to make sure that uh, we cover. And not we only covered, that, uh, the banks uh, shutting down somebody's bank account. Yeah, Wendy the simple Williams. Simple fact that uh, they said they said they had a health issue. Uh, so uh, let's let's take the control. Let's take control of our own money. I know if you donate your money for a cause, that's where it should. And the, go. here's the thing too, like. It was, Places like GoFundMe, they take a percentage of the money that's raised, right? With, with Bitcoin and crypto, you don't have to worry about it. So all the money is going to go to the people you're trying to send the money to. So only thing that concerns me is that there's a lot of scams. In, I know the first in, thing, in, nothing in against anyone from Nigeria, right? But you hear these uh, scams, the catfishing scams, the, usually the countries. There's Nigeria. a lot of, so there's a lot of scams coming out of Africa. Uh, a lot of it's to like, feed uh the hungry things like that and you know i'm sure some of them might be legitimate but i would say 95 percent of the uh the cryptocurrencies that are set up to help impoverished people is actually just funneling into somebody's wallet so uh that's my only concern with this maybe i would like to see uh one of the big chains uh maybe spearhead a dap uh for for this exact kind of situation. Yeah. Basically get the GoFundMe version on cryptocurrency, something that everybody trusts, that's extremely transparent. Uh that blockchain, has, there's nothing more transparent than blockchain. Yeah. And if we if we get a good development team to put one together, because everything I've seen, I don't know, man. I'm very weary about it. Uh I've I've looked at a do of them. I I, don't, I just don't trust them, man. I I don't trust I don't trust these uh uh GoFundMe, these other platforms. Yeah. And How are you going to say, oh, we're going to make the donation to a charity we seem fit? And, and in the article, I didn't highlight it, but they got a lot of backlash for that. So they finally said, no, we're just going to refund everyone their money. Good. All the people that donated, take that money and 
Go freaking buy some Bitcoin. Go download Cash App. Buy some Bitcoin and send it into this wallet. Let's get these people. You know, we're not a political show, but once you know, we got to remember as a group, we're much stronger together versus separate people. So if you want to get something accomplished, you don't like what the government's doing or how they're telling you to live your life or spend your money. This is how you do something about it. And nothing will bring a government to its knees than the supply chain being stopped. If there's no truckers driving supplies and stuff across the country, across the world, whatever the case may be, what are we doing? You're going to get someone's attention by doing that. Let's help these guys out. Let's donate some Bitcoin to them. All right, let's move on. Uh, Can't go a day without talking about our U.S. lawmakers, our lovely lawmakers. Let's go ahead and pull up the laptop. Uh, U.S. lawmaker pushes for state-level regulation on stable coins at the hearing on digital assets. Patrick McHenry, McHenry implied that for the U.S. to regulate stable coins with a, quote, single regulator at the federal level would likely not be a success. The group concluded that stable coin issuers in the U.S. should be held to the same standards as FDIC uh, institutions, including state and federally chartered banks. Uh, McHenry added that to do so would be to... What he's referring to is if we do this on a federal level versus a state level, it would be akin to like saying we only have federal banks instead of different types of financial institutions subject to local regulation, including state chartered uh, unions and uh, unions and banks. And then one last thing, Missouri Representative Blaine Lutgemeyer said that though many cryptocurrencies could threaten the dominance of the U.S. dollar, stable coins backed by dollars presented a unique opportunity for the country's fiat currency to remain the world's reserve currency. I think that is what scares the government the most is the implementation of crypto. If it becomes popular, will it supplant the U.S. dollar as a world reserve currency? I believe if the U.S. doesn't get with the times, and I I don't want to say get ahead of the game because I think it's a little too late for that, but at least keep up with the game, then yes, the U.S. dollar will lose its reserve currency. At the rate of them printing money and inflation, people are going to be holding Bitcoin and cryptocurrency versus holding U.S. dollars in their reserves. So, and, and I do agree that if you have stable coins that are backed by the U.S. dollar, it does keep the U.S. dollar in at least a conversation of being the world reserve currency. Robin, what do you think? Well, so first of all, let's just make it clear. If you're holding dollars or you're holding the stable coin dollar, it's, it's the same thing anyways. So... Uh, you're you're basically supporting the the government anyways. Or you're supporting the U.S. Uh, so for the most part, most of the cash that is that is liquid in a stablecoin for a dollar be- uh, peg stablecoin, uh, most of that cash is is represented by a dollar on the back end. Uh, it's like eighty percent for tether. Uh, I think circles a little higher at like 90%. They do have some investments in other, in other avenues, but uh, it, it's the same. If, if you're overseas and you're holding your money in dollar backed stable coins, you're basically holding your money in dollars. So uh, I don't see why there's this big push against stable coins. It's the banks that are doing it. I mean, I understand to a certain extent why, but at the end of the day, if people are holding dollar backed stable coins, they're holding dollars yes. and that helps our economy. So, like let's stop with the pushback let's 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 take charge let's lead the movement let's get just imagine if everybody in the world held dollar backed stable coins how much more money would be in our economy it would automatically 
bump up our position further than we are right now. So uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, now with the state regulation, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. That's a little. Would you rather have it regulated on a federal level? Yeah, because then the you're going to have 50 different states with 50 different laws, and it's going to be a nightmare, bro. But what if like, you get? Why one... don't we just do? And I don't know why we have one law is really crappy, right? And then you have states that have different laws, and you see what works, yeah. and then what works the best. You then you can maybe implement that on a federal level. I I, I don't like that idea. You know what? Uh, the currency right now is regulated on the federal level. Uh, it's not like you have different laws on the, uh, holding dollar bills uh, in state to state. That would be a freaking nightmare. Could you imagine? Be like, hey, you got to declare your money flying from Florida to Texas. Like, why do I got to declare my money? Like, oh, you got to you got to claim your taxes here and then do it. Like, it's a nightmare, bro. Like, it's all done on a federal level with fiat currency. It's the simplest and easiest way. It is not. Could you imagine all the tax attorneys if you have fifty different laws for fifty different stable coins, fifty different tax things, and fifty different? That's that's insane to me. Yeah, but it's people, insane to me. Bro. Do their taxes state by state, anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's if one. Piece, that's one state, piece. Gotta... That's one piece of the puzzle. I'm just saying that. Like, could you imagine if if. If Las Vegas or, or from Nevada came up with five different laws for stable coins and then Texas had six different laws for stable coins and then you go and you go to Texas to go use your crypto and then you can use it here, which you can't use it there. You can pay with this here. You Just keep it simple. First of all, like the stable coins is not that big a deal. The only reason that it is even a talking point at this point is because the banks are scared. People are taking their money out of the savings accounts and they're moving it over to an exchange and keeping it in stable coins. Yes. And then why not earn interest on your stable coin on an exchange instead of keeping it in a bank and earning 0.01% interest and then paying an $8 monthly fee? Uh, you you know how upset I am about that. I went, you know what? I closed my savings account for that crap. You know but. what's interesting is, uh, you know, <clears throat> I have a Coinbase account and I got an alert. Donnie did too. About they're gonna they're they're talking about allowing people to deposit their direct deposit their paychecks directly into Coinbase, whether it's the whole thing or some of it. That is live. So currently, you can go do that right now. And let us know if you guys would do that. Would you put any or all of your paycheck? direct deposited into your Coinbase account if you have one. Here's the interesting part. I can put all my paycheck into Coinbase. They offer a 2% uh, interest if you put it in the DAI stablecoin. So now, instead of keeping your money in your Chase or your Wells Fargo savings account that's earning you less than a fraction of one cent, you can now put it on Coinbase. And if you don't like the volatility, put it in the DAI stablecoin where it's back one-to-one one by the U.S. dollar, and you can earn 2% on top of it. 2%, you know, is not a lot compared to what some other places give, but it's a, Coinbase is a publicly traded company. Uh, they're, they're pretty safe, secure. Their customer service is okay. But think about it. And now these, these I think more and more this is going to happen where people are going to follow Coinbase's lead. They're going to give people the opportunity to direct deposit some or all of their money into their platform allow them to either put it in stable coin or put it in cryptocurrency and then you earn interest that way. Uh, is that something, Robin, that, that you would do? Me personally, uh, 100%. Yeah, I mean- Maybe if, not my whole thing. If you're going to be earning, if you're going to be earning interest on, on your money, then why not, if you're not, if, obviously if you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it really probably doesn't matter. But if you're moving some to savings and you're, and you're using some as liquid cash and you're holding some on the back end, anyways, 
if you're not living paycheck to paycheck, then why not move it to an exchange that gives you interest? I mean, it would make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, even if it's for one month, the only thing I can and you're getting five percent because you get about eight percent interest with a lot of these exchanges on your stable coins. Like Voyager will give you nine percent on USDC, but I don't. Well, like why that. not, bro? Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If you're using it as a savings account, you need it. Every time you take money out, you're gonna have to pay taxes. I think that's the only drawback to, to this whole scenario I can see. Yeah, so. Russell wants to know uh, after the the ETH two that you won't be able to mine anymore. He wants to know if it's FUD or if it's true. No, it's true. Yeah. So, so with proof of stake, so proof of work, the work, the the validation is done by the miners and their graphics cards and the hash rate. So that's how you validate transactions on Ethereum. With proof of stake, if you're not familiar with it, in short, basically it's a conglomerate of of people staking their tokens. So let's just say the three of us, me, David, and Donnie, we all put money together or and we stake our tokens. Then uh, by random, the stake pools get assigned to validate the the network and the reason and how they keep it secure and how they keep it from, uh, you know, so that way we don't have bad intentions. Whatever we stake, if for some reason we we validate the transaction incorrectly and try to like manipulate it, they'll slash our, our staking. So for each stake pool, say usually the stake pools are set for a high amount. So to run a stake pool, it's usually half a million dollars. I I would assume it depends on which chain it is. Let's just take a big number, half a million dollars stake pool. If you, uh, if you are a bad actor and you're not validating it correctly, they'll slash your, your staking in half. And all of a sudden you lost half your money. So it's in your best interest to make sure you do it correctly. And then not to mention, if you're staking it, first of all, you're earning staking rewards. So you're getting paid for it. Instead of paying the miners, you're paying the stake pools. And that's how you generate revenue staking your tokens. Uh, so for that business model, it makes sense. And then instead of paying the transactions to the miners, you pay the transactions to the stake pools and they get trickled down to the users. So uh, no, to answer your question. <laughs> it took you 10 minutes to answer the guy's question yesterday. Well, I mean, I, I, I wanted to explain. I, I, I like explain, going, you know, I, I, I appreciate going in depth about, you know, the differences about, you know, proof of stake, proof of work. So proof of work, you have miners, no proof of work, no miners. Simple. Uh, you could have saved us five minutes, Robin. Thank you. Uh, moving on. Some more U.S. policy news. The SEC, our favorite sector, sector of the government, uh, the Securities Exchange Commission, seeks public consultation for Bitcoin ETFs, Metaverse ETF price battle emerges. The securities regulator is now reaching out to the public, seeking advice on whether the ETFs link directly to the price of Bitcoin, example, spot ETFs, spot Bitcoin ETFs, whether they could be a vehicle for fraud. Okay, before I uh, get into that, uh, last Friday, the SEC was seeking public comments on the Grayscale plotter product gbtc for turning it into a spot bitcoin etf robin talked about this uh he did say that when the spot etf does get approved it will be grayscale and that is what it sounds like and then uh on the bottom here just to touch on the metaverse side of this article uh, a week back fidelity made a move by filing for a metaverse etf with the sec so here's what's interesting to me they're reaching out to the public and saying hey uh is there any way that fraud can be uh, can be done with a spot ETF? Like, what? Do you, 
what is the purpose behind <laughs> Go ahead. like i feel like they don't even understand like they okay here's the thing if you don't understand the technology I have no words I don't know. okay if you don't understand the technology do some research i feel like I don't know. I feel like it's a little, I feel like the SEC is acting like a little kid. Like instead of doing some research, talking to some experts, perhaps inviting uh, the CEOs and the founders of the companies how about that some, founded the blockchain. How about some fintech developers, the people who work on the back end, the that's, people. That's what I'm saying. Like, why not? Why not talk about, why not oh, let, talk? Let me go ask uh, my neighbor Joe here. Hey, Joe, uh, if we did a spot ETF, uh, could you do so fraud? That's what I'm saying, bro. Instead of like, you're you're a government agency and you're looking to regulate an entire industry, a brand new financial regime that has over $2 trillion in in market cap in its entirety with Bitcoin almost at $1 trillion. These are are huge, huge sums of money, larger than most most uh, companies in America, uh, larger than like I think like 90 percent of the companies in America. Uh, it's only a very small percentage of companies that that have that much money behind them, and you're looking and you're basically the government is like instead of talking to the founders of the, of of crypto projects instead of like opening dialogue and and sitting down and being like hey we're trying to reach an agreement behind the etf all this other stuff and now they're like hey can we talk to the public what do you guys think about passing an etf do you want to ask my opinion why don't you why doesn't gary gilzer message Sin city crypto and that's my opinion because i would just tell you like look what do you do what is the hesitation i understand perhaps some of the other new projects uh, you know, maybe even Ethereum. I, I get it. Maybe the hesitancy there. However, there's no disputing the longevity and the investments that are in Bitcoin that are not going anywhere. Bitcoin is here to stay. Everybody knows it. Bitcoin's not going to go to zero. It's not like you're you're putting people at risk by offering an ETF so people can trade Bitcoin on Wall Street. It just I don't understand why we haven't got there. Uh, Brazil already has the same thing running on their on their stock market. Canada already has the same thing running on their stock market. Uh, other countries around the world, like, why are we behind the times here? Like, and why are you asking the public for their opinion? And if you are asking the public for their opinion, this is my opinion. Pass the damn thing. Let's go. Stop stifling innovation. Simple as that. Or we're gonna we're gonna fall behind the rest of the world. Yeah. Straight up, bro. Which, which in technology, we already it's just, literally are. It's crazy to me. It'd be like DMV asking, like, hey, uh, we're going to pass a new uh, new stop sign law. Uh, we're going to ask all the people in the state. Would you run the stoplight? Yeah. Would you like, commit fraud? Do you think it's okay to turn left on a yellow light? Like, like come on, bro. I just feel like... Uh, like you, you know how to pass. Right? If you got a question about transit in your DMV, you're not going to go ask the people. You're going to ask the experts. You're gonna go ask. That's you're gonna I'm go saying. ask the, the Department of Transportation. You're gonna look at analytics. You're gonna look at facts. Like that's how things are done in the government. Why are you opening conversation to talk to the public about? Like, why don't you go talk to the damn founders and see what the hell they want to do, and then work with them yeah. instead of just threatening lawsuits on everybody. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. me off, bro. Yeah, man. I, I when I read that, I was like, what? I don't even know what to say because it, what, what I was going to say is so obvious, right? I mean, we could talk, about the, we could talk about the SEC every day in here. 
every day we could talk about SEC because there's not a there's not one day that goes by I don't scam by, scam by some article that just infuriates me and I don't even understand why the SEC is even even it should be the Treasury Department that regulates uh, I don't know Janet Yellen I don't like her I think she's worse than cryptocurrency Gensler. is not a stock first of all the SEC is securities yeah they're they're, they're in charge of regulating Wall Street essentially and crypto is not wall street crypto is a currency and a technology and that's it yeah. and it has a lot of cool things that you can implement in the real world so why don't you why don't you regulate it with the banks and with the treasury department and that's how you should well, why why is why is wall street regulation applied it's stupid bro it's absolutely stupid i like it Ron. i agree with everything more coffee. You no you don't need more <laughs> all right uh couple of articles on the back end here. So the biggest, one of the biggest events in the United States for the whole year is this Sunday. You don't know, it's the Super Bowl. It gets close to 100 million viewers for one game. So pretty safe to say, great time to get some exposure and marketing. And Coinbase, FTX, and Crypto.com are planning Super Bowl ads. Go ahead and pull up my laptop. So Coinbase is the newest entry into the uh, ad war so it was just ftx and uh crypto.com now we got coinbase jumping into i have not seen a coinbase television commercial from my understanding i I don't think they have any maybe they do have you seen any coinbase i don't really watch tv bro so but i see it all over like youtube i see it all over you know yeah but for 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 national television, at least here in the States, I, yeah. I haven't seen it. So uh, really excited to see another player in the space. Uh, the more exposure we can get to our industry, the better. So I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. So, And uh, just a couple of things I want to read from the article. 91.6 million TV viewers watched the game in 2021. This is uh, per the CBS data. And that was actually the lowest since 2006, 2007. So this year is expected to be a lot higher. We got two fresh teams in there. We got the Rams. We got the Bengals. I don't know, man. I feel like the Rams and Bengals aren't going to draw as much. I think, dude, uh, Joe Burrow. Man. Joe Burrow. Is, I'm telling you, man. If it man. was, if it was Tom Brady and Drew Brees, or if as an example, I think those, those names, names are, are what they're done, bro. We need some fresh. We need a Joe Burrow up in this piece, man. He's amazing. Anyways, back to the article. Uh, NBC reportedly charges up to $7 million for a 30-second ad slot for the Super Bowl. And let's put some money together. Let's get a Sin City Crypto uh, ad going. Uh, If you guys have $7 million sitting around, uh, you want to fund a uh, commercial for us, uh, let's get get a Super Bowl commercial. (laughs) Yeah, guys, you got an extra $7 million laying around. Uh, Raz Al Ghul, if you're still in here, bro. I'm sure you have a few cyber Kongs, man. Just sell a couple of them, man. That's all we need. Some banana tokens. We're good. Um, researchers from IAG estimate that crypto companies will splurge over $160 million on sports sponsorships in 2022. And then popular U.S. beer brand Miller Lite, disgusting, will reportedly run a crypto-themed ad inside a virtual bar on the Metaverse platform Decentraland. So, Hold on, what was that about Decentraland? They are launching... How did a, I not see this in the article? Right here. Popular U.S. beer brand Miller Lite will reportedly run a crypto-themed ad inside a virtual bar in the Central Land. What? I did not see that in this article. That is huge. So Miller Lite is going to... Anheuser Busch. Miller Lite's going to have... Anheuser-Busch? No. No, no. Miller, no, that's... Coors, but, uh, Coors, yeah, and, yeah. Coors and Coors. 
Anheuser Busch is Bud Light, Bud Light Budweiser. Um, Miller Light is going to be hanging out in Decentraland, huh? Yeah, they're going to be hanging out there, but it's going to open. It's going to if I'm you weren't exposed you, to crypto, I'm you're going to be. On I, we're going to have NFT wars. So this. So actually, I had somebody message me. Uh, had somebody message me yesterday. Uh, let me take a peek here. Well, you know, we should have discussed this today. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, this was the this was uh, the article that somebody sent me. Uh, crypto Super Bowl ads likely to peak interest and attract uh, new investors, uh, and they're liking it to a new advertising war. So there's going to be just like you have uh, different, uh, just like you have different. Uh, uh, you have like the soda companies kind of battling out each other, fast food right. companies, Doritos, uh, Doritos. Anyways, so you're gonna have this big battle when it comes to advertising uh, between all the exchanges, but also NFTs. So with Miller Lite, Decentraland, Bud Light is supposedly gonna be uh, talking NFTs as well. Yeah, they did give a little teaser to what looked like a metaverse in one of the commercials they played uh, this a couple year's weeks Super Bowl ago. Fire, I'm bro. telling you, I, I'm going to be fired. I'm most excited uh, about watching the commercials, honestly. Yeah. I don't care so much about the Bengals and the Rams, honestly. Uh, I'm excited about the commercials. Uh, are, are, where are you watching the game at? I'm not watching it with David because... I got, a, um, I got an 82-inch TV with surround sound in my house. I will be plopped down on my couch. A couple beers. I'm going to make some carne asada. You want to come over carne asada? Uh, I, I do not want to come over for carne asada. Perfect. You are a terrible cook, so I will... Uh, Pass on that, my dude. Compared to you, yes. You know, you have, you've had culinary training. Anyways, and then one more article just to piggyback on this. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. Uh, crypto exchange FTX.us to give away Bitcoin as part of their Super Bowl ad. Uh, they will be giving away their Bitcoin. And now here's the cool thing. There's no set amount. Here's how they're going to decide. So depending on what time the, article or the uh, ad gets aired, that's how much Bitcoin. Example, if the ad runs at 8.50 p.m., FTX will give away 8.5 Bitcoin. If it runs at 11 p.m., they'll give away 11 Bitcoin. So uh, the later, the better. Unless it... Wait, so what happens if it crosses But uh, Aren't they going to have multiple ads? I thought. Uh, I, that, I don't know. You think they're going to go one and gun? Hey, uh, real quick, we need five more people in the chat to get the club open, to get a Vegas party started. Also, we are... Only we only have twelve likes and we have sixteen people in the chat. So uh, there's a couple people that haven't liked the video. So uh, what the hell's wrong with you? And uh, yeah, man, are you, what do we got to do to get some some Bitcoin? What, what, is it a contest? So you have so okay, architect. If you're still in here, bro, bad news. If you live in New York, you are excluded. Ooh, burn. Uh, no. So what you have to do is you have to go to their Twitter, follow their Twitter. Uh, no. let's 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 do it man i know i know it's a it's a lottery ticket but uh you know we're in vegas hey, if we, we like win, to gamble here listen if we win if we win one of us wins we will do a one bitcoin giveaway to our community what do you think rob yeah yeah for sure if we get five six well, bitcoin, we give one away what do you think yeah yeah we'll spread the love with our community all right yeah. done you heard it here so right. yeah well we'll give away one bitcoin if we are the winner of Eight, eight to eleven Bitcoin. Yeah, why not? You know what? Uh, um, I'm then, just trying to find the exact uh, what you exactly have to do. I definitely know you got to follow their Twitter. I'm not sure if you have to retweet anything or not, but um, 
And then eventually, when you if you do win, you do claim you have to go set up an. Account I do like how we're offering a contest behind us winning a contest. Hey man, it's like I, we're we're running our own pyramid scheme here. Like, it's not about <laughs> running a pyramid scheme, man. Look, like we're gonna give away money once somebody gives us money. You know, working in restaurants, <laughs> like, you know, working don't in restaurants, ever buy always, a meme coin. This guy starts up because hey, you see where his head is, oh, right? Really, you see where my head is. I I like to spread the love with the people that are on this venture with me. I have zero problem doing that, especially if I got money from FTX. I would never have that money anyway. So. <laughs> I like it. All right, that'll do I it. Say, I'll tell you where his head's at, man. I'm telling you. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good job. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm excited about Super Bowl, man. What's up? What do you say? Stereo two says, "Win it, damn it!" Win. I know. Crossing our fingers. And then um, Raz Al Ghul said he needs his banana tokens, and he also said a Cyber Kong Super Bowl. Hey, what are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? I want to know. Uh, let me know in the chat. Uh, are you go? Are you cooking at home? Are you going to the bar? Uh, who do you? Who would you like to win? What What gets you excited about the Super Bowl? What are you looking forward to? Uh, and what are you doing? Are you spending time with the family? Are you just watching it at home? Are you watching for the Super Bowl? Let us know. Let us know. Open up the dialogue. Open up the chat. Yeah, that's right. right. Let's get into our very next and very last segment: the market analysis. Go ahead and roll it. All right, uh, let me pull up CoinMarketCap here real quick. What? This is not right. Pull up Chef Murder, he's uh, cooking and having people over to the house. Are you cooking or are you killing, Chef? Um, pull up the laptop. There's no way this is right. 17% down over the last 24 hours? No. That's not right, right? No. Man, the market so, cap is is you know what? Broke. Go coin gecko. Coin gecko says we're down two and a half. Yeah. Coin market cap, you guys suck. Jeff Murder says, is it, is it a holiday? <laughs> Razagul is gonna be with us Valentine. Is that your Kong? Or your actual Valentine? Yeah. Is is the Super Bowl a holiday? I, I consider it a holiday. Whether or not it's a federal holiday, uh, absolutely not. But. Definitely not a federal <laughs> holiday. But uh, hey, to to me, it's a holiday because uh, I'll be at home watching the game. Sean's grilling out, beer drinking. Of course you are. You old beer drinker. You. All right, let's get into the markets here. So we are down 2.5% on the day. Overall total market cap. Still over $2 trillion, which is very, very important. Bitcoin is sitting at 43000 So holding steady there. Not uh not a ton of volume, about twenty-eight billion dollars in volume. Ethereum is staying over three, which I don't see it going down under three unless we see just Bitcoin dive under forty again. Uh and then you have Binance Coin at four oh nine. XRP has been pumping. It is now sitting at eighty-one cents, up thirty-two percent over the last seven days. Cardano, dollar fifteen, kind of staying in that dollar five, dollar twenty range. But with Cardano. The amount of stuff they're doing and at the level they're doing it, it's going to take time. If you're patient, it will, you will be rewarded. So XRP, stuff, XRP has been straight moving, baby. Uh, I saw it up 20% yesterday. Uh, it's up 32% for the week. Uh, great time to get into XRP. If you're wondering if anything new transpired, the judge did rule that uh, some evidence uh, regarding emails are going to be... Uh, 
100% transparent, usable. It was in debate whether or not they could use it. So anyways, some emails on both the XRP and the SEC side uh, or Ripple Labs and the SEC side are going to be transparent and viewable. Uh, so supposedly it's more of a win for uh, Ripple Labs. So uh, some bullish news. And they're they're saying that he could... He could uh, have those emails and that part of the deposition available uh, as as early as in a couple weeks before the end of the do month. You think the SEC uh, so, has, do you think the SEC has any chance of winning this, this lawsuit? Uh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, they're a government agency uh, being ruled on by another government entity. So... Uh, is there possibility of corruption? Absolutely. That's why I wouldn't go all in on XRP. Uh, it is, I, I, realistically, they're going to come to a settlement and the SEC is probably going to lose uh, or, or one or the other. But don't you uh, but think you they can't, know you they're going to lose? You can't ignore the fact that a government agency being, being in, in, in a government court where all these people know each other, there you can't deny the fact that it could be unfavorable for the uh, for Ripple Labs. I mean, all they all they have is a group of lawyers and they're representing them. And the SEC has all kinds of uh, little puppets everywhere. And so, is it possible? Absolutely. Do I think it's likely? Not at all. But I would say if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say 95% chance it's favorable outcome for Ripple Labs. But I, w I wouldn't bet my house on it. I, would, I wouldn't put 100% of my portfolio in there. But I feel comfortable enough putting about a 10% investment in it. That's how confident I feel about it. And for me, I, I don't put more than 5% of anything in anything outside the top 10. So anything that I feel deem at all risky, I mean, XRP is within the top 10, but it's still a pretty risky, risky asset. But I, I believe in the outcome. I believe they're going to win this case or at least settle on it. And I believe there's going to be a ton of liquidity trading, ton of volume, a ton of FOMO when this, when this settles and the risk reward for me is huge. So uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in on XRP, my dude. So and then the, the price is moving. So what, what, okay. So what would be your price target on XRP? Shoot. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying liquidate all your coins. I'm not, I'm not for me. I'm not interested in holding XRP long-term. I'm okay, interested so, in so buying your, it and waiting for the FOMO. So what, okay. So what's your exit, exit, exit price? Uh, if you're taking into account a favorable outcome yeah, on the, the, SEC on the lawsuit is done. Uh, over he loses. SEC loses. SEC loses. Lawsuit is gone. XRP eight dollars. Eight bucks. You're taking money out at eight bucks. Yeah, I I would take money out on the way up. I, I'm not gonna try to exit on, on one point. So it's just say say for example, I got a million dollars in it, uh, and SEC thing breaks. Boom. As soon as it, it's gonna probably shoot up to three dollars right away. Uh, I will probably take twenty percent of my investment. When it hits $4, I'll take another 10%. hits $5, I'll take another 20%. Your dollar cost uh, average out. Yes, 100%. Uh, but like then it. As, it, as it starts to get more parabolic, my, my outs are going to be less and less. Yes. And so I'm going to take, take majority of my investment out when it's, uh, you know, $3, $2. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking your money out on a 2X. Like, if you're not happy doubling up your money, something wrong with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Two said exit price a hundred bucks. Come on, bro. XRP. Yeah, that's what I said. He said XRP exit price hundred. Stereo two. Which 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 you smoking? What about? you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? That's that's terrible. Anyways, hey, whatever floats your boat, my friend. All right. Uh, What's what project were we? What did I say we we're gonna look at? Oh, Moonbeam. Yeah, yeah. You get a chance. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me finish here real quick, and then I'll go through Moonbeam. All right. Uh, and then after after uh, XRP. Cardano slipped down to number seven, so they slipped the spot. They got flipped by uh, XRP. By XRP, yep. and then you know who else Dude. who got flipped? Terra Luna got flipped. Uh, Terra Luna's fifty six bucks. Dude, Doge, uh, Doge is out of the top ten again. Uh, did you say Doge? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Solana is at a hundred and eleven dollars, down eight percent over the last twenty four hours. Now is the only thing down. Their price, or possibly is their network down too? You never know. <laughs> Maybe both. Probably both. Um, if you haven't been following on on Solana, they have had issue after issue after issue after issue. Twice in a week, their network went down. Yeah. So uh, proceed with caution with Solana. I liquidated all my Solana. I put it into Polkadot, and I put more into Cardano. That's what I did. So, uh, and then speaking of Polkadot. We're up to almost 10% over the last week, sitting at $21.29. Uh, Moonbeam is about to go live. Their other parachains are starting to go live. Things are starting to happen on Polkadot, right? Uh, I think after Polkadot, it's going to be Cardano. But Cardano and Polkadot are very similar to me. Both extremely solid projects. Both extremely solid founding teams, development teams behind them. They're doing things the right way. They're taking their time. Look what happens when you rush. Solana example look what happens when you don't rush cardano it reaches 94 percent operating capacity and not a single blip in their network not a single blip so that just goes to show you if if you invested in cryptocurrency because you want to make a million dollars tomorrow you are in the wrong industry is it possible absolutely is it probable Hell no. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning 10 times in one day. Don't fact check me on that. Probably wrong. But you get what I'm saying. If you're in it to get rich quick, this is not the industry for you. That's how people lose their money. 99.9% of people who invest in a project because they think they're going to make a million on it tomorrow, they lose their money. You might be that one person that gets extremely lucky, but don't bet on it. Bet on projects that have a track record of success. Cardano, Ethereum. Polkadot, Harmony One, Algorand, uh, Hedera Hashgraph. These are companies, yes, their prices aren't moving parabolically right now, but they are building the foundation for their network to survive in the blockchain industry now and moving forward. So if you're patient, you will be rewarded. Robin, I figured you want to say something. Because uh, when Robin goes like two minutes without talking, he, he gets uh, butterflies in his stomach. So I got to watch out for my boy. I got to make sure, uh, you know, he gets more talking time than i do go ahead rob yeah did i hear you say you want to hear me talk more is that what i heard (laughs) oh very kind of you have you noticed i've been nicer to you uh no i haven't uh so (laughs) (laughs) butter me up like pancakes baby let's go now um solana yeah it has its issues 
It's just it's Do in the lime. Don't. It's in the don't. limelight. It's front and center don't. because it's a don't. top ten project. But every don't. project has gone through issues. Every project. I mean, name one look, time Solana. Look name, at Ethereum. Name one time, look at Ethereum. The whole damn name thing. One time, they had to fork it into an entire new chain. They had to reverse transactions. Uh, I mean, like, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Solana's getting a bad rap. Network going down twice in one week. I'm when not saying that- they don't have issues. I'm just saying that it's not. It's not unheard of, and it's not the craziest thing in the world. And you know what? There's a big community behind Solana. There's a ton the community of community doesn't matter. If the network locks. doesn't work. There's a ton of staking going on. And they have a gigantic where, where are NFT community. They do not have a gigantic. Yes, they do. No, they yeah. don't. They're like number two to, to Ethereum. If, hey, 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 my uh, Raz Al Ghul, my Cyberconk fan. Have you ever, or would you ever consider buying a Solana NFT? Answer that question. He, I bet you he owns some. You're, the, you're you, the only one that's so stubborn. If this man owns a Cyberkong or multiple Cyberkongs, I highly doubt he is dabbling in a six Solana or a, a four Solana mint uh, project that no one is going to buy. No one even people knows about. People mint stuff. People mint NFTs on other chains in Ethereum, bro. I get yes, it. Ethereum it, is the, the it top one. It doesn't matter. You can mint a thousand things on Cardano, but if no one's going to their freaking marketplace and buying it, then what is the point? What is the so point? You need to open up your eyes, Mr. NFT guy, and start looking at projects on other chains as well. Because well, what reason if no one is buying them? Stereo 2 says, fold People them. People are buying them. Why don't you Who's look? Who's buying them? Look. Unless, okay, the only way, the only way I would ever buy an NFT. Go, go look. To, at, let me finish. How about type, look, go to CoinMarketCap, pull up NFT at the top, and then look at the look at the volume transaction on NFTs on Solana. If you think it's so non-existent and nobody's buying them, look how much money is getting transacted. I'm just saying. I'm I'm being honest. Okay. okay. Can I can I can I say what I was going to say? Go ahead. Two ways, only two two scenarios where I will buy NFTs outside of Ethereum. One is if that blockchain actually is successful. The NFTs are successful. People start migrating and and spending money on those NFTs. One. Two, if I absolutely, really, really love the artwork and I don't give a crap about making money on it. The two scenarios, if not, I am not buying anything except Ethereum-based NFTs. There's a reason OpenSea does $4 billion in volume and they've all been Ethereum NFTs. Yes, it's they're known in- as an uh, Ethereum marketplace. It, that's where it gets. There that's are where Solana it's, marketplaces, it's but do they do even a fraction of, the, of what OpenSea saying, does? Man, if you're an NFT guy, you should be open to using other Bro, other platforms be, i will be open but no one is buying it's like you sound like you sound like the bitcoin maxi where you're like oh, oh no other chain matters uh, uh, bitcoin says is the, the only guy. thing on the planet you should use says uh, the guy who you're, you're an nft in guy you're an nft guy and you refuse to buy any nft outside of ethereum how are you an nft guy that's like me saying i'm a crypto guy i'm a big crypto and, person and, and what do you say all the time bitcoin. what do you say all the time do you buy anything outside the top 10 I do buy things outside the top 10, so but 90% of my stuff is in the Donnie, top 10. Donnie, how many times does Robin say, I only stick to the top 10? Please, how many times does he say that? All the time. All the time. And what you're telling me you're a crypto guy? Because you're pigeonholing yourself into a top 10. I have 10. more investment in, in other projects outside of Bitcoin than anything else. I hold more Ethereum than I do Bitcoin. So where, where's the problem? I'm not a Bitcoin maxi. I'm not a Bitcoin maxi. You're a top 10 maxi. That's what you are. Yes. Okay, if you're, I, are, you're our number one, Maxi. You only do Ethereum. Because that's where the money is. Okay, the then. The money is then, on Ethereum Then you're exactly NFTs. like a Bitcoin Maxi. You're an Ethereum NFT Maxi. Say it. Say, I'm an Ethereum okay. NFT Maxi. If, if Solana 
If the Solana secondary marketplace can reach half of the volume that, that OpenSea does, I will start buying Solana NFTs. Okay? I am not buying. Why don't you buy a Phantom NFT? I'm not Why don't buying you buy an Avalanche NFT? Because Why no one's buying buy? them. No one's spending money on them. People are. I Open buy NFTs eyes. as investments. Open up, open up CoinMarketCap. investment market doesn't mean crap if no one is willing to buy it. Do you not understand that aspect of it? Not everything has to be. If you open up Ethereum, a meatball bro. store down the street and no one is going there. Why are you comparing NFTs to meatballs, bro? Get out of here, man. This is Las Vegas, man. All right. Um, what are we looking at? Moonbeam? Right? You want me to look at Moonbeam? Yeah. I also want you to look at the, NF the, uh, the NFT transaction volume on, on the Solana network. It's on CoinMarketCap under the NFT tab. If you don't. There is no Moonbeam. Stereo 2 agrees. Uh, you feel safer on the Ethereum network and definitely not Solana. And, and if somebody's a Bitcoin maxi, I 100% agree in your logic. Bitcoin is the soundest, the longest, the most stable network. It makes sense. That's why if somebody's new to crypto and they want to bug me, like, what should I buy? What should I buy? What should I buy? They don't know nothing about crypto. I'm like, just buy Bitcoin. Not financial advice. Just buy Bitcoin. Straight up. Like, stop trying to read the market and find out what team. Just buy Bitcoin. It's safe. It's good. And if somebody asks me, hey, I want to buy NFT. There you go. If somebody wants to buy an NFT, like, hey, I want some exposure. I want to buy some NFT. Just keep it simple, baby. Buy it on the Ethereum network. All I'm saying is if you're going to be a crypto expert, own more than just Bitcoin. If you're going to be an NFT expert, own more than just NFTs on one network. That's all I'm saying. So you're saying I should go dump money into the toilet. You do whatever you want, bro. I'm not. I'm just saying. That if Solana or any other blockchain NFT becomes relevant, yes, I will put money into it. But right now, I'm not going to go flush my money down the toilet. Bro, you. I'm and buying a Solana in. NFT. Sorry. Sound just like a Bitcoin maxi, bro. <laughs> okay, top 10 maxi. All right. So um, Glimmer you're, is the one, one Glimmer. NFT chain maxi. <laughs> Glimmer. GLMR is a, is a ticker for Moonbeam. So they did their ICO back in September. I want to say 80 billion tokens or 80 million tokens. Uh, I read it, but I forgot. So it came out. It went, uh, the, the, it went live on January 12th. And at 25 cent ICO price, we are now trading at $5.73. It opened up. What is this? This is uh, Moonbeam Glimmer. It opened up at $8.80. Got all the way up to over 15 almost 16 bucks and with any ico guys if you've never invested in ico just understand you get it at a cheap price it hits the market really high and then it just absolutely nosedives okay so it looks like a good time to get into moonbeam huh uh, i think it's going to keep dropping because look you had a ton of volume and pressure and nothing happened it just lit, it fell flat. But it it just got on. That's what to I'm saying. Dot, though. So if you're looking for a good time to enter, you're look you you like the long term vision. I mean, yeah, I get it. it. It might drop some more, but I mean, at this point, I I feel comfortable with the markets holding stable, and I feel comfortable with with, with growth in the markets. And you know what's not stable? What's up? You're crypto investing. Anyways, what what should my what would what should my no, you refuse to look at anything outside the top ten? I don't want to hear it from you. 
And we're talking about oh, you're you're t- we're talking so, about multi-billion so dollar. We talked about we talked about portfolios on the show the other day, and you said most of your money is in in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, and uh, Cardano. Yes, because that's I I already have. So, so how is that any different than that? me? Because I already have investments outside of that. But it's a name, small percentage. Name, name two projects you have outside the top ten, Robin. And be honest, be honest. What are two projects you have money in outside the top ten? I'm not trying to shield no coins here. I'm not trying to get people to FOMO. That's his way of saying zero. I'm not trying to FOMO. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to pump and dump. Zero. Anyways, I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm over. I'm. I'm not. I'm over you today. You pissed me off. You got me upset. Blood pressure sky high. Blood sugar's down. I'm done talking. Is there anything else you want to go over before we sign off? How much transaction volumes on the Solana network for NFTs via Coin Market Cap? I'll bring that up tomorrow. Okay. I'm not looking it up right now. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to come in with a nice NFT presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah with, come with in here. Yeah, let, let's see your uh, NFT uh, yeah. uh, presentation, so, Robin. If you're excited to see Robin's NFT presentation, please let us know. I'm just going to talk. Hey, I'm just going to say that uh, there's other there's other chains that are transacting yes, NFTs. That's all I'm going to say. There's also 75,000 cryptocurrency chains. Yeah. And you're going to go put money in all those? No. Thank you. I'm going to stick to the top 10. You stick to the top one. Because there's only like three of them. You're yeah, picking and you're invested 10, in you're one. You're picking 10 out of 15,000. I'm picking one out of four. You cannot compare it to apples or oranges. All right. But you're picking one, and you're not picking any of the other three. Out of three. four. Out of four. I'm diversified in, in the top 10. You're the guy that goes in there to a jar of jelly beans that's got 1,000 different you're, flavors. Oh, you're you're the, the one that you're, you're all I'm in. There. I got four of them. I'm like, all right, this one looks the most good. You're I'm all pick. in on one chain, because and then you're, they, you're, you're giving me crap for being all in on 10 projects. We're comparing 10 to, to 15,000 versus 1 to 4. Do you not understand that? There's more than four chains offering NFTs, David. Name them. Name them. Name them. I'll help you. Okay. You, Ethereum, you, Cardano, uh, Solana, Avalanche. Go ahead. Name them. Hey, man. I, I'm not the big NFT guru, but I know for a fact through my research. Fall back. Okay. So you got, back. you got Phantom. You got Avalanche. You got Algorand. You got Ethereum. Name one project Solana. on Algorand. Like, Name one project on Algorand. I'm not, I don't know the projects off the top of my head, but I know when I was doing research, they were on there. Like, so then if you don't know what you're talking about, shut your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, well, you, lane, bro. So I named six, and you said there's only four chains. So okay, there's six then, right there. You're just naming every top 10 project or every top 25 project. Name name one project that is gonna have any value in the next. Uh, I, how about this? How about this? Tomorrow I'll come in here with a list of of NFTs and all the different chains, and then we can look at all the ones that you're scared to invest money in okay. because you're all in on Ethereum. And then you're like, "Well, I'm all in on Ethereum, but you only invested in ten projects, bro. You're real, you're you're gonna talk about diversifying. You only invest in ten projects." You literally invest in one project, one NFT chain, and then you're giving me crap for investing in 10 different projects, 10, 10 projects, and you do one, and you're like, why you're not diversified. It, why is it so hard for him to understand? 10 out of 15,000, what is the percentage <laughs> of that? What is the percentage of 10 out of 15,000 versus Nobody's one? investing in 15,000 coins. I'm saying nobody cares. We only look at the top 100. So why are you referencing 15,000? Like I'm I, like anybody on this planet actually is trying to invest in the in the 14,000 other coins. Nobody is. The nobody mass is. the money nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody is investing in 15,000 projects, bro. Nobody. Yeah, not one person. But exactly. 
Half of the projects, all okay. When you look, when you look at Coin Market Cap, and it says fifteen thousand tokens, ninety percent of them are dead. There's been no transaction volumes. They 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 were listed. Ninety percent of they them are, are okay. Okay, tokens from 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 that have been rug pulled are still up there. You could still look at the Squid Games token is still on there, even though there's no transaction volume. So you're saying that's an chain no it's not all of the rug, more all than the six. rug pulls all the rug pulls are still listed there they don't remove them from the count so there's 15,000 coins but half of them aren't even operational the other half of them have no trading volume like get out of here like look how many coins they list every day you're trying to say here well you're, you're only invested in the top 10 out of 15,000 like what are you talking about there's only there's only so many relevant so many relevant chains, bro. All right, guys. So that'll do it for our show today. We hope you guys had a good time. I have a massive headache, so I have to go and pop some Tylenol. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and roll the outro, guys. Uh, I mean, when I say guys, I mean Donnie. Uh, we love you guys. We hope you guys had fun. Come back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or, why do I sound so loud? Or our... <laughs> Our next live stream, uh, we're going to have uh, some more deep dive videos coming your way, you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Ring the notification bell. Robin, you got five seconds to say something before we sign off. I got nothing. I love right. you guys. Thanks for love watching. You guys. See you tomorrow. Peace. Have a name.